Here we are for part two. So if you haven't listened to part one that just came out on the 12 Types of Intimacy, pause here, go back and listen to it first so you can catch the first six types of intimacy so that you'll be right on track with this one. We're jumping right into it. And if this is your first time here with us, this is Fix Yourself First. I'm Dr. Christy, and I'm going to help you redefine intimacy through a Fix Yourself First approach so that you can feel more confident, connected in those relationships. And welcome to the Fix Yourself First with Dr. Christie podcast. This is a show for people who are tired of waiting on others to change and ready to focus on themselves in order to improve their relationships. I've learned from my personal and professional life as a psychotherapist and relationship expert that the only way to have a healthy relationship was when I realized that I have to fix myself first versus waiting on others to change. Thank you for listening to my show and go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. Now let's get started. With so many relationships that end, whether it's communication, sex, finances, and all the things that blow up relationships, you're in a relationship or you've got one you want to be in in the future and you want to be preventative. I'm all about prevention versus having to be reactionary. So to do that, we got to tap into those 12 types of intimacy, top tap, whatever it takes to dial into those because we have to have intimacy and intimacy is connection. It's that ability to connect with someone. And there's 12 different ways that we do that. Like I said, in part one, you've heard the first six types, and we're jumping straight into the last six. And remember, every relationship doesn't require all 12 types of these intimacies all the time. We're in different seasons of ourselves and in the relationship. So there may be some types of intimacy that's important in some parts, and then others that are more important in other parts of your relationship. And that's fine, too. The goal is for you to know which ones are most important for you and what your needs are around it. Communicate those to your partner or a future partner and know how to speak up to get those met. As well, listen to their intimacy needs. Let's start at number seven. Again, we did the first six in the last episode, so go back and grab those. We're jumping right to number seven, communication intimacy. And this is when we feel closer and more trusting of our partners by talking about things, talking and discussing things help you feel more connected and that shoots that trust straight up, especially when it comes to the hard things, right? Sex is one of the hard things to talk about. Finances is one of the hard things to talk about. And I mean, that's just two of the real big ones. And when it comes to communication intimacy, there's a lot of different skills that you're going to want to pull up that you can catch other episodes on of how to make sure that you're speaking up and that you're listening when you talk about the hard things, you feel more connected. For an example, let's say your partner comes in and talks about an issue with finance they're struggling with or an issue with their parent they're struggling with. You listen, you hear them, you don't jump in, you don't interrupt, you don't try to problem solve. You're just there holding space and supporting them. And then if they say, what do you think? Or you're acknowledging that you're hearing them, they're going to feel closer to you. And then you're modeling to them that kind of communication you want to receive back when you talk about that hard thing that they're going to hold space and that you're both going to be able to listen to one another. Again, as intimacy goes up, so does trust. The eighth type of intimacy is one that a lot of people don't think about, but it is important is aesthetic intimacy. And 
This is when you share in the experience of something really beautiful. It might be nature, music, art, the theater. You have an experience together and you connect over that. Now, look, you don't, we don't consciously connect. We don't say, oh, look at that beautiful sunset. I feel so close to you in this moment, right? I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't. But it, if we're out there and we see something, it's like, gosh, this is nice. It's a nice moment. And if you think about it inside, it makes you feel closer, happy, a little bit more at peace. And this connection through aesthetic intimacy is important because it shows you there are things bigger than you, bigger things in the couple that are out there that you get to experience this beauty around. With this experience, a lot of people tap into aesthetic intimacy when they're traveling. They may go to another part of the country or world and they just see something really beautiful. They hug one another and feel really connected. The ninth type is creative intimacy. This is when you connect with your partner and you help them grow through doing something creative. Look, this creative intimacy, you could tag that on to chore intimacy. And let's just say you're building something in your backyard. Maybe you're landscaping. Maybe you're building a deck. Maybe you're doing something together. It's a creative task. And you might not be thinking that creativity is used, but it absolutely is. Your creativity is helping to connect you. And this is a great way to tap into these other ways of connection that aren't as obvious, but are so important. It also unconsciously makes you feel like, hey, I can do something fun. I can do something creative. And we're able to talk about it, do it together and experience it together. Then you look back at it as you've created this, whatever thing may be. And you think, oh, wow, we did this together. Feels nice. The next type of intimacy is crisis intimacy. And this one's really important because at some point, maybe, you know, some people go through more crisis issues than others. You, your couple, your partner, your family, you're going to go through a crisis. So crisis intimacy is very much tested when you look at how you stand together with one another. Whether it's a small one happened or something really big that happens, you have the opportunity to get closer You're sharing in one another's pain and you're supporting one another through it. I like to say as a couple and looking at their healthiness as a couple, as a whole, I'm looking at how do you handle crisis when crisis hits? What do you do? How do you react? What do you do for one another? What do you say? How do you support one another? That can tell you a lot about a couple when crisis hits. So think about this if there's a past crisis that happened and how y'all handled it and then what you learn from it, what you want to do different because you know another one's coming. It's just as life goes. If you're single, I know it's difficult because you're handling crisis on your own, right? In the support of your friends or family. But I want you to think about what's important to you, what type of understanding you need and what type of behavior is going to be acceptable for you in a future relationship, especially when it comes to crisis intimacy. One thing to keep in mind with crisis intimacy is to be sure to show some grace towards one another because when crisis happened, like that fight or flight hits, that reaction goes on. So there may not be a lot of thought out thinking. There's a big reaction. So you want to give each other grace and space to navigate through that. The eleventh type of intimacy is spiritual intimacy. And this is when you're sharing of intimate concerns, maybe the meaning of life. This could be religious experience, a spiritual experience that brings y'all closer together. Maybe you tap into your spiritual intimacy by going to church, by going to your religious place of practice, 
by having a spiritual experience together, you know, out in nature or on a retreat. Spiritual intimacy is that deeper level in the meaning of life and how the two of y'all connect over it or through it or in it. And it's important not to ignore this. This isn't just about religion. If you're not a religious person, don't ignore this one. There's other types of spiritual connection, intimacy with the world as a whole you may want to tap into. And this can be difficult for some couples because you could have, well, let's just say if you're in a relationship and spiritual or religious intimacy is important to you and it's not important to your partner, but you want your partner to be a part of it, that makes total sense. Let's say you've asked them to participate, to go or attend or support you, and they're just not into it. It can feel uh, very lonely to be in that place. So is there a way you can say, hey, I really want to support you and fill in the blank, the kind of intimacy they're looking for. I really would like your support in this way. Will you please go support me in this? The 12th type is conflict intimacy. And this is another really important one that can tell you kind of the, the health of a couple because with conflict intimacy, this is when you're standing up with each other, you're handling conflict, and you're having arguments that are going to help the relationship because of the way they've worked through them versus hurt the relationship, right? So it's how you navigate. You know conflict's going to happen. You're going to get in fights. You're going to get in arguments. How are you showing up? And at how are you showing up? Is that hurting or helping the relationship? It's important that you speak up in an assertive way that's not aggressive or passive or passive-aggressive, and that you have good boundaries. If you're in a relationship and your person tells you that boundaries are bad, that boundaries aren't healthy, that boundaries are an issue, meaning like they don't like boundaries, that's a huge red flag because all boundaries are are how we teach people how to treat us. It's almost like this guy, like I'm giving you this gift and explanation of how to treat me by telling you what's okay and not okay. I would want that from my partner. That takes thinking out of the way. And like, if you're telling me exactly what you want, what you don't want, that helps me a lot versus having to play the head games and then it changing every day and it going from hot to cold or black or white, not having any type of rhythm. Boundaries are important because you've got to be able to know what you're going to accept and not accept, especially when it comes to conflict intimacy. Are you holding space? Are you talking things out? Or are you just jumping in with everything in the kitchen sink and not resolving issues? There was a stat I saw just recently. I can't, can't pull it up. I'll, I'll hit it in a future episode, but it talks about how many unresolved issues that couples don't work out. I think it was like 33% that the couple doesn't work out and it's due to not resolving issues that come up. So it's important that you are realistic when things pop up in the relationship. We don't expect, because it would be totally unrealistic, to expect that you're going to work through every single issue real time and have a bow on top and keep moving forward. No, I mean, we've got emotions and things involved. So it's how we navigate, how we are at coming back and saying, hey, I'm really sorry I screwed up. That wasn't okay. Or, hey, I was dumping on you. That's my stuff. It wasn't yours. Or I really am upset because you said that to me and called me that name. And that really turned me off. It pushed me away from you. So finding a way to talk and share and work through conflict, intimacy, and not letting it sink your relationship. Because this is a crucial type of intimacy besides emotional and physical intimacy and communication intimacy that how y'all handle conflict will help you determine just how you're going to work out this relationship. So as you look at these now combo, you've got these last six, we hit six in the last episode. Think about which ones are important to you at this season right now you're in in your relationship. Or if you're single, think about which ones that maybe you missed in your last relationship or that you're like, hey, these are my uh, deal breakers. I've got to prioritize um, communication intimacy and spiritual intimacy in my next relationship, whatever it might be. 
This is you right now being preventative and looking ahead and planning things out because it is never too late to create that healthy relationship by starting right now within yourself. So make sure you send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know which ones are sticking out to you that you're like, oh yeah, this is resonating or this one's right up my alley. Let me know which ones that you are going to specifically work on and make sure that you are doing the work within yourself because you're not waiting around for anyone else to change. I look forward to seeing you again, either on an Instagram live or in a future episode. And remember, if you've got that friend out there, go ahead and be sure to share this episode with them because they need to hear it too. Thanks for being a part of the show and I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to my show. Your support means the world to me. Remember, you can always be a guest on the show to get your questions answered, or you can email me your questions on my website. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving it a review on iTunes and downloading all the episodes. You can access all the information I discussed today in the show notes at christyoverstreet.com slash podcast. Until next time.